Well, good morning, everyone. Welcome to another edition of This Week in the Bush League, hosted by the Chief and the Champ. I'm the Chief, and I got I found a place for us to play whipple ball. Ooh, wow, it returns. Wow, nice. A decade later. And I am the Champ, and happy Mardi Gras, everyone. Mm. That's right. Tomorrow's Fat Tuesday, right? Yes, yeah. Right. So um, I'm, I'm going to celebrate with... Uh, with a king cake and wash it down with a Sazerac. Okay. Okay. All right. Nice combination, right? It is. It's a nice combination. Uh, um, so you get everything out of your system on Tuesday, and then you start Lent on Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, something like right? that. Isn't that how it works? Right? Yeah. Uh, supposedly, yeah. 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 I guess if you follow the uh, Wednesday's guidelines. Wednesday? But yeah. I, I can't imagine being in – there's two times of the year I wouldn't want to be in New Orleans. One is during Mardi Gras, so just the the mass of humanity, and the other time I wouldn't want to be in New Orleans is between April and September, when it's like ninety five degrees and ninety nine percent humidity. Yeah, so um, I when I was stationed down in Southern Mississippi, uh, it was off limits for the military to go to Mardi Gras for those really yeah ten days yeah okay. Yeah, because wow. it was just it, it, people would get in trouble. You know, it's just like, hey, you're not allowed down there. That that was weird. <laughs> was was that adhered to? Uh, probably not. There's probably young people that went down. <laughs> um, whether they got caught or not, I don't know. But yeah, probably yeah, not. Right. Yeah. Okay. And, hey, tell me. I'm sorry. Go ahead. And, and you're right. It's it gets a little sticky for six months out of the year, but you know, you, you get used to it. When I live down there, you get you get used to it a little bit. Uh, I don't know. I, I I guess that's where air conditioning comes in handy, right? When you say you get used to it, you just run back inside. Yeah, yeah. You get yeah. You mean you get used to it? All right, all right. Hey, talking about used to, um, <laughs> we used to play wiffle ball. What's what's this resurgence? To talk to me. Okay, so Christy and I moved into a townhome not far from where we lived before. Um, wow! Congratulations. Yeah, and I made it. This is it. I made it because I ha- literally have uh, about a five foot by two foot, three foot uh, plot of grass that I'm responsible for. But outside our back is a common area. It's about the size of a football field. It's got a nice little walk walking path around it, and okay. at the one end of it, it is literally shaped like a baseball diamond. And the really? Grass, so it was fate, huh? It was fate. And uh, uh, the grass is well-maintained. It's flat. Uh, I've already asked a couple neighbors. They're like, yeah, no, you, you can you can use it anytime you want. And it's got a big um, like big rock at, beyond the, I'll call it the center field wall. And uh, that's what I, I kind of named the, the field, the rock. So, uh, the rock, nice. I, I'm, I'm going to send out an email this week and try to gauge any uh, – interest obviously i don't think we'll play four games i think if we play four <laughs> if we played four innings that would be huge um but I, I i'm curious to see if people would be interested in playing um you know now we got 10 that puts five to a side that makes it much easier we there were times we played three to a side um so yeah i'm interested to see if people want to come out you know as the weather gets warmer and on a Saturday morning, afternoon type thing, and bang the uh, wiffle ball around. Uh, I would count me in. Um, I definitely want to play. Um, and it's good to know now because there are muscles, or what used to be muscles, that haven't been used since we played probably, I don't know, I'm guessing 10 years ago, 8 years ago, something like that. Yeah. What, that um, yeah. I, I'm going to have to start to, uh, start to utilize again. Yeah. So uh, you're right about that. So start stretching. Right, start maybe yeah. maybe running a little bit, doing some agility drills. Right. So, how do you feel about your neighbors? Because do they realize this is um, these are now old men that are going to be playing and also drinking, or, or or do we need to keep that to a minimum? Well, no, um, I don't. I don't think that's a problem. Uh, there are there's a ton of kids in this neighborhood. When I say kids, I mean middle school to grade school kids. They, okay. they all play on one side of this giant common area. Um, no one ever plays in that circular part where it looks like a field. 
Um, and then the two neighbors are probably my age, maybe a little older. Um, and I, I started off by saying, hey, this may sound a little strange to you, but me and my knucklehead friends play wiffle ball. We used to. and I'm looking for a place to play. Can we play out here? And the guy was like, yeah, no, we're fine. <laughs> it is kind of weird. i got to be honest with you. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll get a, a little audience out there on a Saturday morning. Oh, you know it, you know. And you know what? There would be nothing better than to school these 14, 15, 16-year-olds that live in the neighborhood and they think they can play. Um, we'll show them who's still king. <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, so let's, let's move from one exciting thing to the other. Talk, talk to me about uh, yesterday's Bush League. Um, oh, I think I'm jumping ahead with the winter meetings, aren't I? You are. Uh, okay. Let, let, let's clean up some details here. For All right. People need to listen here. So March 25th is a draft. That's that's a lock, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, location, time, still in negotiations. Is that fair to okay. say? Right? Yeah. I'll reach out to the Sewerhawks this week to gotta get a confirmation, and then uh, we'll go from there. All right? Okay. Uh, retention due by 11.59 p.m. on Saturday, March 18th, right? One week. All right, so Friday. one week before. Yep. That's the same as always. All right. Same as always. And then I'm going to send out an email to everyone uh, today and just use that thread to ask any questions, get any confirmations on players. That way everyone's in on it. And then use that thread to submit your retention by 11.59 on Saturday, the 18th. Okay. All right. Seem seem reasonable. It it, it does. Um, do we think we can get seventy five percent participation. Uh, well, that's seven and a half of us. Yeah. 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 Okay. I'll take the I'll take the over on that. All right. Nice. All right. Nice. Seven and a half. Mm. And then we'll get down to the winter meetings. Uh, Iron Hill, Exton, always a nice place to go. Yeah. A lot of room. Food's good, beer's good, right? Uh, what were your thoughts yesterday? We covered a lot of ground on rule changes, but well, we tried to. Uh, we, 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 we did, and, um, you know, first of all, thanks to Bob Freeze for um, picking that location, and then you and Bill did a nice job at moving the rules um, and uh, moving that along. So, um, yeah, I, I thought it went well. Yeah, I, I thought it was productive. I think it was good conversation, and um, I wish we had more, but, you know, it is what it is. And, you know, meaning more participate, uh, more guys that were able to make it. I don't want to gotcha. say the wrong thing. I, yeah, I'm not saying that they should have. I'm just saying I wish they had. Uh, but we had seven that we had? Yes. We were missing yes, Josh, correct. Bob, and Sam, right? Okay. Yes. Yeah, so seven's good. That, I feel like that's a large percentage of the of the group. Pretty much other than draft day, that's probably the best you can hope for yeah. at, uh, for anything that we do. Agreed. Um, so let, let's let's go into the uh, – well, let, let's talk about the oyster thing first. That that came up and there was, was uh, some discussion on that. Uh, Bill had proposed about eliminating the oysters immediately, that any, if you – if any oyster that you were going to keep this year, you're going to have to pay 25 cents and bring them onto your active roster. Um, that didn't get a lot of support. And I think it's because of what you brought up about, well, people planned maybe last year or the year before. And is it right to, right? You, you wanted to give it at least a year grace period. Correct. Correct. My thought was, is that it shouldn't apply for this year, but I was certain it will certainly willing to vote for it to eliminate oysters for 2024. Right. Um, so then he kind of amended it of uh, going along with yours, uh, eliminated, eliminating oysters after this year, essentially. Right. Yes. Right. Uh, and I think there were five. Was there five? That voted. I see. I, I, I think I there was lost four track of that. I don't. I don't remember yeah. how that how that vote fell. I, I don't. I don't recall. So, I, yeah, I, I think it was under. It was five or less. Um, I, and I wrote it down. I can't find my paper. It's in my car somewhere. Um, 
but it's not a big deal because it 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 kind of died. Um, I think that's going to come back up again, though. Ah, I... uh, yeah, it, it, yeah. It, it'll have legs. This this it's kind of like Scott Rowland in All Star voting. It'll come back up again. It'll go from fifteen percent to fifty, like in one exactly. Year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think this is going to get legs, and I think uh, we probably have to mentally prepare, strategy wise too, that this might not be a thing into perpetuity as bill had trouble saying yesterday right yes right um so that was that was the only rule change that there was some discussion on and and i think there were some feelings uh you know both ways that they liked it Uh, i don't know if every owner wanted to give that up yet but i i think it's coming i think it's i think that that rule's coming um yeah, by the way, just a little um, discussion point here. Um, I saved you, Bob Kirk, because had this rule gone into effect, you would have lost Corbin Carroll. So just a, just a little note there. So it had nothing to do with you and, and your guy? Oh, absolutely. Okay. I, 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 I am selfless. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, Magnanimous, if you will. <laughs> All right, let's get into the ones that we actually passed. Okay. Okay. Uh, this one had some interesting conversation too. I'm gonna we, we named it the uh, Fat Tuesday rule. Um, so <laughs> Bill brought up that he wanted to limit the trade window, uh, and what he brought up was the All Star Game, which is on Tuesdays, right? Historically, for the last almost hundred years, um, and it ends the X amount of days after the Major League trade deadline, which which we're going to put as the 5th of August. That's that's a Saturday after the MLB trade deadline, which is the 31st of July. So that means okay. all trades need to be finalized, not not sent in by the 5th of August. They need to be finalized by the 5th of August. Okay. Right? Fair enough. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and I think um, in historical recollection, I, I think Tom is the one that kind of proposed this, and then, yeah, Bill moved it forward. Okay. All right. Um, g- give me your thoughts on it. Um, I understand the reason for this. I, I, I think the idea behind it was to limit people from tanking early in the season, you know, kind of giving up um, early May, which is, I, I agree, is, is far too early. And I think Bill brought up the case of his one season when he was, 20-some points behind. I don't remember as of what date and came back to to win. So it avoids people, um, you know, uh, abandoning ship, if you will, early on. Okay, just as a note, now this isn't a new rule, but we, we kept it in uh, that trading can restart the last day of the regular season up until the start of draft day. Yeah, and I don't think this is a big deal within um, CBS website. I, I don't not, think they'll yeah. allow you yeah. to have trade a beginning trade date because I, I think the system. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think the system just assumes as soon as the season opens, you can make um, you can start trades. It certainly yes. has a deadline for trades, but that's easy enough to monitor. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I mean, it, it, we end up clearing rosters and yeah. Yeah, it is easy to monitor, but I just want to make that note that we didn't change that part of the rule, right? Right. Yeah. Just in-season trades start on Tuesday of the All-Star game and end uh, 5 August. This year to be Saturday, 5 August. Okay. All right. Um, Good. The Done. Next, next one is we're, – we're going to drop down one. Uh, the next one is Solds. Uh, Bulls brought this up, and, and we've talked about this in the past, and – so we will be removing saves as a category and replaced with saves plus holds. Yeah, this, this again, uh, got some legs, what, last year? I think um, I had proposed that last year or two years ago. And, yeah, it, it, I think it won with a fairly resounding uh, result, didn't it? Yeah, it was six of the seven. Okay. Yeah, so um... – yeah, and I and I think you brought it up at the COVID year, as just as a trial run type thing. Ah, yeah, 
I don't know. We, we didn't do it because we did put OPS in, but we didn't do the saves and holds. So, okay. uh, and maybe this is something that we should have kind of dealt with a couple of years ago, but I mean, whatever. I, I don't, re- I don't recall how you voted. What's your thoughts on this? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm good with it. It, it, especially when you get into um, the middle of the season where guys are, are chewed up, you know, as far as they're on roster slots. I mean, if you can get snake some holds out of somebody at, rather than a save, hey, whatever. You know, you can gain some points um, counting stat from guys who wouldn't necessarily be, um, you know, real attractive during a draft. Uh, yeah, I agree. Yeah. It's 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 kind of a, a new thing and a different way to look at it. Uh, I, I think it adds value to more players. Yeah, it adds value to more players, especially in the you know once we get into the season, you know, and, and you know a lot of teams work out their bullpens for the first couple months, and then you start seeing guys slotted into certain spots that you normally wouldn't think. Like, all right, maybe this guy can be productive for someone, you know. Um, or even guys who lose their closer roles, you, you don't necessarily have to give up on them because maybe they can get some holds. So, like, uh, just in the Cardinals' case, uh, Giovanni Gallegos last year. Yeah, right. Or if Hensley can't find the plate, they swap. <laughs> like, mm. he couldn't find it in the in the playoffs. Um, you know, that was due to an injury. That, that kind of still bothers me because that was due to an injury, like, on the second to the last – day of the season or something like that he got hurt what did he hurt his arm uh i forget what what the injury was to um you, you're talking about to um helsley uh yeah helsley yeah. um yeah he got hurt so and he said he was fine but obviously he wasn't because he didn't have those control issues during the year yeah 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 he, he struggled in those playoff games um, yeah yeah so I, I think this is this is something will probably stick this saves and holds thing. I would think. Yeah. I, I don't. Th- I don't see us going back from from that. Yeah, probably not. Yeah. By By the way, do you know who the ML uh, who who the major league uh, holds leader was last year? Hmm. I I don't know, but I think the year before might have been uh, Tyler Rogers, the guy for the Giants. Gotcha. I I don't know. Do you know? Yeah, uh, well, I'm, no, I didn't know off the top of my head. I yeah. just just looked at it. It's A.J. Minter with 35. Wow. Followed by Brax, uh, Brad Boxberger with 30. So Holy just smokes. an FYI. Are you kidding me? 35? Yeah. Wow. Okay. You think that's a lot? I would have said, said the high would have been somewhere around 30, would have been my guess. Well, 35 is a pretty good number. Yeah. Right? I mean, there's not many guys yeah. get 35 saves. Not anymore. Yeah, this is going to be a good strategy. I like it. Yeah, it's interesting. Okay. Yeah, we'll see guys like A.J. Minter go for $2. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't find a roster spot until, like, the last hour of the draft. And guys go for $2. <laughs> oh, brother. Okay, lastly... Uh, I don't know what to name this rule, but I named it the Josh rule for obvious reasons. Uh, so we must maintain 35 uh, roster slots at all time during the season. So, for example. Tell me, tell me what you mean by that. So there's 35 slots that we have, right? 25 on our active roster. Or no. 23, 23 and 12. I'm sorry. 23 on our active roster. 12 on our reserve roster. Some of which okay. that reserve roster are held in fab, right? Okay. They're fab slots. Yep. So you need to keep 12 roster slots at all times. So if I, if I and I'll, I'll type this up and provide an example, but if I trade you two players and you give me one, I can go and pick up another player off, you know, off of fab and drop them into my reserve. I just can't retain okay. that player. And, and let's take the opposite of that. Now, you've traded me two players. Now I have 36. What do I have to do? you got to drop one. Okay. I, but I, it doesn't have to be the players from the trade. It can be anybody No. Yeah. on the 35-man roster. Correct. Got it. Yeah. 
So in the end, you have 35 and I have 35. Okay. It saves us from every Monday listening to reading Bob Freeze's emails tattling on Josh. <laughs> Which and then we do it, we're like, oh, yeah, he's right. Yeah, come on, man. Yeah. Remember? <laughs> yeah. And don't drop people in the middle of the week. Don't do that. Right? Because it makes it hard to, re- to, to track stuff. Do you know yeah, what I'm talking about? Yeah, just don't drop people in the middle of the week. Whether you hate them or not, just wait till Saturday night. <laughs> yeah, but but who hasn't been down that road where you see your reliever for the third game in a row, you know, give up runs or something like that, and like that's it. Um, I'm not uh, I'm not keeping them. It usually happens to pitchers, right? When you see pitchers yeah. get uh, blown you just, up, you just cut them at 11:30 at night on a Wednesday. Yeah. Well, not, actually, it'd be more like 7:55 because they didn't get out of the first inning. And you just run to the computer or your phone and say he's done. Yeah, I always thought that would be a cool rule. Like, uh, like if we could, if we're watching a game and a pitcher's getting blown up, you could just take him out of the roster. Like, if the, <laughs> if the manager's not going to go get him, I am. I'm going to go get that guy. <laughs> he's, he's done. I like the idea. Hey, yeah. it's probably not too far down the road. I yeah. mean, it is for CBS Sports, uh, but but for other websites, it might not be that far down the road. Yeah, and it, you know, you, you you lose a pitcher for the rest of the week. Whatever. I I just went. I went out and got him after the first inning, and the manager left hey, him in for two it, more. If I can divert for a second, I'm I'm still a little bit pissed off that I I, I didn't check recently, but the fact that CBS's unwillingness to have twice. Uh, a week roster moves. I mean, I would I would love to move to a different website, but I'm just too lazy to do any of the work and make sure that it meets all of our needs. Uh, yeah, I'm too lazy to do all the work as well and, and um, to learn where to click and where not to click. Um, yeah. But it is annoying that we can't do that. I mean, it, it it's a pretty simple fix. It's not rocket. Maybe I'll maybe I'll check one more time before um, before the draft. I mean, I don't know if we could institute it, you know, at the draft if if it uh, should come to fruition. But I'll give it one more check, and then I'm done with dealing with them. Anybody else that has problems with CBS can 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 deal with them um, individually. I I can't anymore. Yeah, and that's something that if they did make the the change. Um... I, I think it would pass on draft day because <laughs> I think yeah, people probably. want it. Yeah, I, 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 people want it. And, um, yeah, it's a shame. You know what I mean? How about this? This is probably the only unanimous vote that the Bush League would, would have, and we can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> right. The one thing we could agree on. Oh, yeah, God. exactly. God bless. Uh, so, I, I don't know. I'm seeing this now. Total free agents and waiver signings period. What is this? I'm looking at it now. What, what are you looking at? Bush League website? Yeah. On CBS? Set transaction policies. Add draft policies. Tuesday and... I can click Tuesday and Saturday. Wait, they, 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 you think they changed it and didn't let us know? Um, Lineup. Because I know last year I I, no, I had even no, no, no. emailed them specifically. No, never mind. Yeah, that ad, mind. that ad drop was. Um, we we can for daily leagues you can. Yeah, this set lineups daily set lineups once per period. Never mind. Right? False alarm. Yep, false alarm. All right. All right. Uh, yeah. So that was the other rule change that would have passed overwhelmingly, but we c- we can't fix it, or CBS can't can adhere to our rules. Bastards. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's talk about some baseball news. All right. Let's do it. Uh, Corbin Burns loses his arbitration with Milwaukee. So did you see that? I found that interesting. I think that the two sides, arbitration, right? The way it works is if during what players' third and sixth years when they're eligible, or is it third year when they're eligible for arbitration? Um, 
basically the player, if they can't agree upon um, their contract for that particular year, player submits a dollar figure they think they're worth, um, management submits a um, dollar figure they think the player is worth, and they submit it to an arbiter, and they pick one or the other. And I think that the Brewers and Burns were off $750,000. Seriously? Yeah, and the arbiter decided that the Brewers are right, and oh he is pissed off. So <laughs> guess guess what? You know, he's pissed off. Brewers will end up losing him, and Dodgers will get him by all-star break. <laughs> if, if, if the Brewers are out of it. You've got to be kidding me. What? You seven, don't think? No, I meant 700000 Like, what are we yeah, doing? Yeah, I think it was 750000 yeah. What are we doing? So they, they awarded him $10 million and the Brewers just couldn't say, yeah, you know what, we'll give you eleven. That's fine. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Right? You, you talk about the, the goodwill just going right out of the... Uh, you uh, know, it's not like this guy hasn't done anything for them. No, he's... He's done pretty well. He hasn't had an ERA over three since 2019. So, um, of course, he's only, I mean, 21. It was his first real year as a starter. And he won the Cy Young. And then last year he started 33 games. Led the league in strikeouts. ERA under three. Like his strikeouts per nine was 10.8. Jeez, man. Yeah. So this this is going to go sideways for them in a hurry. Yeah, that's a shame. And uh, did you just throw the Dodgers out arbitrarily, or do you think, like, well, they need pitching. That would be a good um, I I, I just threw them out arbitrarily. Yeah. I mean, they won't have any – they won't have a problem finding teams that are interested. It's no. just, you know, getting it done. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, no. They won't have any problem. I mean, so he's a top five NL pitcher. Top three, probably. Yeah, if I were the Phillies, I'd be in on that, too. Mm. And, yeah, I would, I would, man, I, I, I don't know if, I, I mean, maybe they're interested in giving up Painter for that guy. I, w- I would give up Painter for that guy. So, yeah, well done, well done by the Brewers. They, they're an organization that's just, they're, they're going, they're going downhill pretty quickly. Yeah, uh, and, and Noel's a free agent after 2024, so, um, yeah, I, I, if I were the Phils, I'd be in on that, that talk. I'd, yeah. be, I'd be on the phone now. <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, what are you guys going to do here? Yeah. Hey, I just heard this podcast called This Week in the Bush League, and they <laughs> said that. <laughs> right. Yeah. They said, are you interested? <laughs> yeah. We got Painter, and we'll throw Noel at you and take Burns. Yeah. Um, okay. And speaking about the Dodgers, Walker Bueller is going to start the season on the 60-day IL. That's a big hit. Mm. Yeah. I guess he's coming off of Tommy John surgery. Yeah. So it's – okay, so here's what's I, – I, I don't know what, what if he's even can be relied upon for this year. Do you think? I don't remember when he got hurt last year. But, you know, Tommy John is, what, 12 to 18 months recovery? Um, is it now? I mean, it used to be. I I don't know. I, I guess you can come back earlier, but I don't know how effective you are. You know, that's thing number one. And, and thing number two, which we haven't heard anything about, but how much does that hurt that, you know, Trevor Bauer and, and all his issues yeah. um, is not on their team? So Bueller made uh, 12 starts last year. So, okay, so 12 starts, uh, so that puts him somewhere in the area of getting hurt in June? May or June? Yeah, I'd say May. Something like that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't I don't see him coming back. Yeah. So he, he he's an interesting uh, player now because, like we, we talked about with the rule changes, is he worth – well, I guess he's worth picking up in the reserve if you feel like I – I don't know, the guy could be productive when he comes back. And he's a good pitcher. 19, he was yeah. 14 and 4. Um, 20, he kind of had a down year, but that was, he only made eight starts. 21, he was 16 and 4. Um, 33 starts. So. He, he's looking like in the Bush League a fab player because I, I, I think his estimated return date is September 1st. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. But I bet like uh, Fab and keep him around to the following year. You know what? I should have proposed this. Damn it! Now that I think about this, is that we shouldn't give the first Fab pick, the first person that finished last. We should reward the people and just go one through ten, and not do it sneak. Damn it! Why didn't I think about that? Would you vote for something like that? Say it again. All right. So you know, when we get to the Fab round, whoever finished last gets the first pick. Mm-hmm. So we go 10 through 1, and then we reverse it. Yep. And I'm suggesting that if you finish last, we still – that the fab order should be 1 through 10 in terms of finish. So we're not – they're, they're being punished for finishing last. Oh, okay. And not, I, should, I, should have, I should have proposed that. Damn and, it. And not do a snake? So and no, not do a snake. 1 through 10, then start over with 1. So 1 gets the – if you finish first, you get the first reserves pick and the eleventh. Yep. Hmm. No. Yes. 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 Sorry. Eleventh, twenty first, thirty first, forty first. Yes. Okay. Instead of you get the tenth and eleventh. Yeah. Would you vote for something like that? Yeah, that's fine. I don't. All right. All right. Anyway, I sorry to get you off topic. That's fine. All right, and then uh, the other. Note I, I, I saw was uh, the Marlins trade uh, J.J. Blade for A.J. Puck. Kind of giving up on Blade a little early? Uh, it's it, I, I don't know if it's early. I, I mean, the reports that, that, that I've seen is that he just hasn't hit well at, you know, at, at these levels. And I guess if you're going to take a chance, why not get A.J. Puck? They've had luck. They, the Marlins, have had luck with ace pitchers, um, namely uh, – Jesus Lizardo. Yeah. So yeah, that's um, true. And they gave yeah, yeah, and they they traded uh, Pablo Lopez, so they they need to replace a pitcher. Um, yeah, but, but but that's you know another organization that that's going nowhere because you know as as we talked about, there's six or seven teams that can compete in the National League, and that's really it. Yeah, I I I was a little surprised they traded Pablo Lopez just because he's a good pitcher and. I think he's probably going to get better over the next couple of years. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I understand that you got a batting champ in Luis Arise, but uh, it just doesn't. But I, I would have thought you could have gotten more for Pablo Lopez, don't you? Um, I mean, Lopez, like we had talked during the season, he started breaking down at after the All-Star break. Of course, he's not used to pitching that many innings, um, but he's still he's still respectable. He's three seven five ERA. His WHIP is really good. Yeah. He's one one six seven. He won ten games on a team that won seventy eight. Um, he's he's a good. I think him and uh, Alcan uh, Alcantara are. It's a nice little one two, and then you maybe add something later. And yeah, I I I always struggle with giving up pitching like that. Uh, yeah, I, you know. who knows what, 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 what the Marlins are doing. It's just another bad organization. Yeah, and and the, the moves they made last year just didn't work out for them. Uh, Abisail Garcia, just he he was horrible. Yeah, he was. And so was um, – He really was. Jesus Aguilar didn't – well, I guess he picked up towards the end of the year, but he didn't really have a real strong year. And they, they, they were looking for 85 RBIs each out of those guys. I mean, if you look at their roster, their, their starting nine right now, it's it's bad. Um. Yeah, I I guess Arias is is a good player. Chisholm's a good player. Um, Garcia's Garcia's a good player too. But yeah, I I don't know what else. Uh, I mean, they 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 gave up on that. Uh, in fact, he went to Milwaukee. Who's what is that guy's name? He plays third base. Anderson, Brian Anderson. Oh, Brian Anderson. Yeah. Let him go. Yeah. 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 Uh, so they, baseball continues to flounder in South Florida. Yeah, they signed Soler last year. He had a horrible year. Um, Jesus Sanchez didn't improve. Abisel Garcia had thirty-five RBIs. Yeah. And yeah, they, they just they just didn't get any production out of the guys they were hoping to. I I, I think maybe the one of their better players is this Brian De La Cruz who doesn't play every day. 
fortunately for them, they have the Nationals in the same division, so they may not finish last. Yeah, and they had a bad year out of your guy, Trevor Rogers. Yeah, yeah, I think he was hurt last year and continued. Well, well, he definitely got hurt at the end of the year. Yeah, yeah. Did they shut him down at some point? I mean, he only made twenty yeah, starts. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, at the end of the year. Yeah. So um, this year they're going to go with uh, Acontra, uh, Trevor Rogers, Lazardo. Cabrera and Puck, unless they stick Puck in the bullpen. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think he might start the year in the bullpen. I wouldn't be surprised to see him um, become a starter, although there's still uh, still some concern. But I think you're missing one of the best names on the uh, Marlins staff, and that's Johnny Cueto. JC, I forgot he's yeah. back. Yeah, I forgot he's back. Oh, my gosh, thank you for reminding me. I have to bring him up. He'll come up. You think he'll get paid for him? Think someone will pay for him? Say what? Will someone pay for Cueto? Oh, I think you have to. Okay. All right. I think you have to. I would. I mean, I'm guessing it's not much, but you'll pay for him. Yeah, uh, no, not not a whole lot, but yeah, he'll, he, he will be on an opening day roster. Um, okay. Bush League opening day roster. All right. Um... Let's go to Steve Cohen, $90 million luxury tax payment, more than nine. Yeah, so, so, so how do you like this? How do you like this? Let, let, let me take this. Um, you, you know, with, with all this spending frenzy by the Mets and Steve Cohen, um, he's going to get hit. He and the Mets are going to get hit with a $90 million luxury tax payment. And that $90 million is more than the payroll of nine major league teams. Oh my so what are your thoughts on that, Chief? Yeah. Um, well, I, I guess you, you know, the one thing you could say is that, all right, he's spending money, so he's trying to stay competitive, which they are. But it doesn't mean all the money you spend is good. Um, so just because he's got $90 million in payroll tax doesn't mean he's I – mean, I, 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 don't, I don't know how – I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's kind of ridiculous, to be honest with you. If you you're, wait, you're wait, ninety wait, million what, what, what over part's ridiculous? the ninety million dollars over budget, let's just say over the cap, for lack of a better word, and you you you're not sure you're going to win the division. I I don't I don't well think of course that, nothing's sure. No, yeah. but what I mean, ninety million dollars over that's 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 a that's a huge amount. So I'm looking at it from the other side of it. I'm saying that I'm shocked that there's nine teams that are under that. More so than him being over. Uh, I think it's, 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 it's a bigger indictment on those nine teams than it is on Steve Cohen. Okay. So do you know the nine teams? I don't. Okay. I, can, I can find out. I mean, we could probably guess, yeah, right? I'm guessing Pittsburgh, Seattle, Tampa, Florida. Cincinnati, yeah. Cincinnati, Colorado, Arizona. Um, I, I don't know. Um, here, hang on a second here. Let's 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 find. So the bottom teams. Well, yeah, A's, Orioles. Um, now that the Orioles have Chris Davis off their roster, they should be fine. Pirates, <laughs> Rays, Reds, Guardians, Royals, Nationals, Marlins. Those are the nine. Okay, and the, out of all of them, the Guardians made the, won a division, made the playoffs. Um, yeah, and and the Rays were in the playoffs. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, or, yeah. Did they make they make the they made the playoffs, right? I think they made the playoffs last year. Didn't yeah. They? So the, those are the nine teams: two in the National League East, um, couple in the uh, AL Central, um, couple in the NL Central. Yeah, it's it's bad. So I will say that um, uh, Washington's at a on a down year. So, you know, their payroll is just not going to be – even if they sign four guys, they're still not going to be competitive. They don't have any pitching. So there's no reason for them to spend money right now. And they have in the past. And then the Orioles, we'll see what happens in four years. Because they brought up all those young guys. They're very good players. They, they, were, they were sniffing the wild card towards the end of the year. So we'll see what happens with them with Angelos. In, in a couple of years when all those guys got to get paid. 
but the Orioles, yeah. the Orioles payroll is low because they have young, really good players. Well, it's because they've had how many bad years? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, and they, yeah, they drafted well the last couple of years, so it's it's paying yeah. off a little bit. And Tampa and the A's, that's how they operate. But I, I don't, I don't complain about Tampa. Do you? Not spending money, they figured oh, the, it out. The, they're they're doing it smart, but if you're you know one of the eleven uh, Marlins, excuse me, Rays fans, then you think, well, what would happen if they were just able to make a couple of key signings? Would that be able to push them over the top, you or might. you know, are they are, are they just happy to make a playoff appearance and push for a World Series occasionally? Eh, I, yeah, I guess. It, it, I mean, it's got to be hard as, as as the Rays because there's. You know they they they've done a really good job with sabermetrics, but it, it's it's just hard to compete, right? I mean, and and the A's that's that's pathetic. A forty get this forty one million dollar payroll. Is that what it is? That's yeah. I mean, yeah. let's just move them to to some place and let's let's be done with it. Yeah, well, God forbid they start spending money. Because yeah. They 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 would win. They'd be competing for the World Series every year. Well, you talk about like uh, in a situation like this, hey, let's give overpaid Verlanders, bring them in here and see if we can make a run here. Is that what you're talking about? No, no, I'm talking about some. If, right, from, in the Mets case, that makes sense. Um, and for some, you're talking about the Rays or the A's? The Rays. The Rays, yes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Like, I, I think I would pick a run of Verlander, not at, um, not at DeGrom. I just don't trust him. Uh, yeah, aren't there reports that the Grom is feeling some um, shoulder issues or not feeling well, something like that? Yeah, it's every year. It's every year with him. Hey, uh, one other guy I forgot about is uh, Alex Reyes. You mean signing with the Dodgers? Yeah. You think yeah. he's done? I'm, I'm sorry, what did you say? Do you think he's done? Do you think, like, Alex Reyes can't be productive no i mean pe- people will always take take a shot at him i mean is he going to hold up over the course of a year uh track record says no even in the bullpen he can't yeah right yeah yeah it's a shame because he has a lot of talent it's just yeah all right um and then uh we wanted to talk about um uh wanted to talk about the DR, the Dominican Republic. So, so you had sent me a text. You had sent me a text. Um, the uh, World Baseball Classic coming up in a couple of uh, in a couple of weeks. Yeah. You had read. You, you you had sent me a tweet on the roster for the Dominican Republic, and I, I can just read it real quick. Yeah. Um, starting nine. Julio Rod. Yeah. Starting nine. Julio Rodriguez in center field. Juan Soto in left field. Manny Machado at third base. Vladimir Guerrero at first base, Jose Ramirez at second, Rafael Devers is a DH, Teoscar Hernandez in right field, the catcher is Gary Sanchez, and then shortstop is Jeremy Pena. How would you like that to be your um, fantasy baseball team? Good Lord. Yeah, and a lot of those guys are still young, and you're not paying a lot of money yet. Yeah. Yeah, that, that now I don't know what the pitching looks like. Is Barrios no. is Barrios Dominican? Jose, Excuse me? Jose Barrios is he is he Dominican or Puerto Rican? Um, I, I I don't know. Let me check. Yeah, I guess I could check. Yeah, because he may be the. But he wasn't very good last year. No, he wasn't. In but fact, he... he was he was bad. I, he was frustrating last year. Good lord. What'd you find? I, I can't find him. How do you spell his name? B E R R I O S. Here you go. B E R R. Yeah, he's from Puerto Rico. Okay. All right. Yeah, so I don't, I don't know what their pitchers are like. Which, you know, maybe in the World Baseball Classic, it doesn't matter. Are you going to watch? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm watching. Okay. I like watching. All right. Yeah. I think Japanese have a pretty good team. Of course, you have Otani. Um, 
the Dominican team, obviously, we just talked about. Uh, I don't know about the U.S. team. I don't know how they're going to do. And I don't know if Venezuela is getting a little old, if you looked at their lineup. Yeah, I, I may try and catch a, a couple games um, just for those who are going to watch. I, I don't think they're implementing the new 2023 baseball rules, meaning there's no pitch clock um, in this. I think it reverts back to 2020, 2022 Major League Baseball rules. Okay. All right. That's... If it matters. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think it does. Yeah. Um. The Venezuela team, uh, I'm looking at it now. That's a two-day Arias. Miguel Cabrera's a little old. Uh, Eduardo Escobar's old. Um, Jimenez is pretty good. Uh, Miguel Rojas, Eugenio Suarez, and Glaber Torres. I, I, I just don't think they're – oh, they got Acuna. I forgot about him. And then David Peralta – I don't even know the format of the World Baseball Classic. Do you? I think it's round robin. Meaning, like, yeah, it's like the Olympics. You know, they have different groupings. That doesn't help. That reference doesn't help me. Okay, they have different groupings, and you come out of the groupings, and then it's single elimination, and yeah, it's okay. similar to that. Yeah, but yeah, the DR looks like they're pretty stacked offensively, huh? Yeah. All right. Uh, another note: uh, Tim McCarver passed away. Yeah, age 82. Um, interestingly enough, as, as a broadcaster, I, I think he was very polarizing, wasn't he? Yeah, he said that earlier. I I, I, I don't know. I, I guess he had that thing with Deion Sanders in the 90s. Um, but I think I, – I thought he was a good broadcaster. Um, I particularly liked him partic- um, when he went after he left um, the national broadcast and went to the Cardinals broadcast. I, I think when you get into your local broadcast, I think you can speak more toward hardcore fans, right? Yeah, and that's true. A, a general conversation. And I think a lot of people didn't like the way he belabored points when he was working you know, at, at Fox and, and that type of thing. But okay. I, I didn't find him to be all that annoying um, on Cardinal broadcast. I didn't either. And he started uh, with the Phillies as a local when, back when they used to have Prism. Uh, the old cable channel prison where they at where they used to play the Phillies and he he, he started there and I, I I thought he was really good and he, he only lasted a couple of years and he went to the National. I went to New York. Yeah, uh, New no, York. he went to the Mets. Right. He Met, to the yeah, Mets. he did. He, he went to the Mets that. after the Phillies. Yeah. In in fact, on a podcast, I heard him talk about how when he started with the Phillies, you know, with uh, um, uh, let's see, Harry Callis and Richie Ashburn and Andy Musser, he would get maybe an inning to talk about that. And he's had some pretty good stories about Richie Ashburn and uh, just some of the stuff that he got away with on the air. Yeah. Yeah, he was a good storyteller, too. I liked him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, He he wrote a book 30 years ago, and I I read it. It it was good. There's a couple things that stuck out to me. Um, One of them... That stuck out. He talked about Stan Musial, and I think Musial. Not I think Musial had the same amount of hits on the road as he did at home. Exact same amount. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Which is pretty impressive. And then he tells the story of Bob Gibson. He went out and talked to him, and he said the only thing you know about hitting is the only thing you know about pitching is you can't hit it and get back. Yeah, not get back there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's good, you know. Uh, but yeah, he. I, I forgot he played with Boston. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't remember that. I mean, he had yeah. a couple World Series rings, right? He won, what, two in St. Louis, one in <sighs> Philadelphia. Did he win somewhere else? So, in 64 and 67, he won with the Cardinals. Yep. Um, 80 Phillies? He wasn't on the ro- – he was on the regular season roster. He wasn't on the playoff roster. Gotcha. Yeah. But he was with the 76, 77, 78 Phils um, – you know, division, division winners. And yeah, he was one of the first four decade guys. Yep, yep. Started his career in 1959. What yeah. is that? 17 year old. 17 year old. He got got in eight games. Wow, wow. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, it is. So yeah, he he's uh he was a good baseball baseball guy. I, I enjoyed. Yeah, it. yeah, good baseball mind. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then 
uh, I did have some rooster wing inductees. I, I forgot about uh, to do this in December. Do you mind if I yeah, cover? Yeah, so, so tell us, re, 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 reset that. What, what, what is the rooster wing again? It's for players who probably, not probably, who aren't Hall of Fame category, but uh, I feel like they were made a big impact in baseball in general. Okay. So other members, right. other members were Jamie Moore who pitched till he was forty-eight, Julio Franco who pit who hit in the National League uh, roster when he was in his late forties. Allegedly, he could have been in his fifties for all I know. Um, you know, he he was actually <laughs> playing positions like first base at, at that age. Um, it's guys like that. Uh, Mark Belanger, I, I think, was in there, who's the second all-time in WAR behind Ozzie Smith in defensive okay. WAR. Uh, and then last year we put in Dave Duncan when I ran down his resume. Remember? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, so this year I got two, a uh, hitter and a pitcher. Uh, first okay. one first one is Hal McCray. Remember Hal McCray. 19 years in the big leagues with Cincinnati and Kansas City from 68 to 86. Um, he was uh, in the first draft. I think that's first draft, 1965. He's a six-round pick out of FAMU. Uh, let me just throw okay. some stats out to you. Uh, career stats of Hal McRae. 2,091 hits, 484 doubles, which is which is pretty high. I, mean, I thought that was pretty high. 290 batting average and a career 805 OPS. Yeah, that's not doing it for me. You didn't, you didn't think he was a good player? Oh, I thought he was a very good. I thought he was yeah. a good player. Yeah, I, I, I don't think he even gets the sniff. Oh no, 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 he doesn't. But let, let, let me let me kind of keep going here. I, I, one of the interesting stats was uh, he never K'd more than seventy times in a season. He put the bat okay. on the ball, and he was productive with an eight hundred OPS. I mean, that's that's pretty good for um, a career. Uh, playoff appearances, he had nine, forty-eight postseason games, hit two ninety-four. He was traded from the Reds to the Royals in 1972 for a pitcher and a hitter. Now, let me tell you who got the better end of this deal. The pitcher pitched in 28 games for the Reds, and the hitter hit in 29 games. And the Royals got it. <laughs> the Royals got who was it? Would we even I, know who it was? No, you wouldn't. No. Uh, in fact, the pitcher was traded midseason to the, to the Angels. Like, they didn't even keep him. Uh, okay. So that's a pretty good deal. Now, he he was playing at a stacked lineup in Cincinnati at that time, but Craig was. It just wasn't any room for him. You, you know what? I, I, I kind of see this. He's your kind of player. Yeah, yeah. I uh, get it. I get it. Now, Hal McCray is known for the takeout slide where he would actually jump yeah. and turn sideways to take guys yeah. out. Now, that, obviously, that's – I mean, gosh, bless. You couldn't do that now. But, you know – you were not turning two if Hal McCray was on first base. He just wasn't. Yeah, he was happen. a fierce competitor. He was. Uh, a horrible manager, but a fierce competitor. And, and I think a guy like McCray, who was one of the first DHs, you know what I mean? That he, he mostly was a DH for the Kansas City Royals. It was it was just a huge impact to their lineup. That they had, they had you know, of course, they had Brett. Um, and they added Willie Wilson. They added... Uh, you know they had John Mayberry early, and then and then um, you know they had Porter in in the late seventies. Uh, he was just a huge impact to their lineup, and and I yeah. think I think solidified that middle of the order that the guy was going to put the bat on the ball, and with an eight hundred OPS, he was going to do some damage at some point. So I, I enjoyed how McCray. He's a, he's a throwback player that we'll we'll never see again. That, that we'll never uh, see agreed. a guy like that. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Who. Uh, and and in today's world, he he would have made some money because uh, he didn't hit the homers, but he he turned the lineup over. I mean, he 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 had to deal with him from a uh, from a pitcher standpoint. Definitely had to deal with him. Well, you often wonder too because it, it was a different era in baseball, and and if a lot of these guys, such as Hal McCray, were asked to hit home runs, do you think they might have you know changed their game around? But, you know. The way that the game is played in, you know, the twenties now, where it's you know the three true outcomes, he might have been able to, right? I mean, the highest um, amount of home runs he ever hit in a year was twenty-seven home runs back in nineteen eighty-two. Yeah, and he led the league in RBIs that year. Yeah, thirty-three. Um, 
yeah, I, I, he yeah he finished fourth in the MVP in that year too. But yeah, he 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 might have he might have been able to uh, hit some home runs. But uh, you know, it's it's nice having a guy who can have an 800 OPS without hitting home runs too, and not worried about him striking out. So there you go. Yeah. There you go. All so, right, I see it. Yeah. So with you, the, you, you've convinced me that he needs to be in the uh, Rooster Hall of Fame. Yeah. But didn't we get the vote last year? I'm sorry. Didn't, didn't you, you you put out a list of people to be inducted into the Rooster Wing? I did. Um, yeah. And we, didn't we get the vote? So yeah, he has my vote. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the next guy is a pitcher, uh, Jesse Roscoe. Roscoe. Okay. What do you like about him? 24 years in the big leagues with nine teams. He played in four decades. Right? Um, he's a second-round pick in 1978 out of uh, junior college by the Twins. He's the all-time Major League Baseball leader in games played with 1,252. For pitcher? Really? All-time anyone. For pitcher, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For pitcher. Yeah. Yep. Uh, wow, I'd be interested to know, to know who's even close to that number. Do you know? I, I don't. Um, okay, that's that's all right. I, I was just I, I didn't realize that. It's a nice stat. It is uh, career ERA of three one six, ERA plus of one twenty six. Pretty good. Um, yeah, he had, he had a strikeout to not uh, strikeout per nine innings of eight point two. Okay, and a strikeout to walk ratio of a two point zero. So he struck out two guys for every guy he walked. That's good. All right. Uh, 87 wins, 144 saves, got two World Series championships. He actually had an RBI in the 86 World Series. Pretty impressive for a middle reliever or a closer. And to tell you how long this guy played, Jay, uh, he was traded for at one time for Jerry Kuzman, who was born in 1942. <laughs> and last time he was traded for Juan Padilla, who was born in 1977. So this guy's been wow. around a little bit. Um you know, Orozco, you know, he was with those Mets teams, and then he, he played on the uh, late 80 Dodger teams. He was a good lefty that had the weird delivery that became a specialty pitcher back when they had specialty pitchers to come in to pitch to a left-hander. Um, the loogie. Yeah. Right? Yep. Yeah. So he'd spin that th- that slider up there and, and usually get guys to roll over on it or, or swing through it. And he was an effective pitcher. Anybody can throw the ball for 24 years in the big leagues has to be recognized at some level. Okay, so he kind of fits into the him and the Jamie Moyer type uh, part of the uh, uh, yeah. rooster left wing, if you will. <laughs> right, but it was kind of interesting. The all-time leader in, in games played as a pitcher. Wow. All right, I I get behind that. Yeah, and his ERA is a lot a lot better than I thought it was. Yeah, especially as they get later in the years, they they only pitch you know to two batters. You give up a run. I mean, that that kills an ERA. But um, yeah, it's nice to have them and an RBI in the World Series. Not many uh, relief pitchers have that have that on their resume. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yeah. So two guys I remember playing as as a kid and and a young adult, and um, yeah, I wanted to recognize them. Yeah, I I think that's a great pick. Yeah. Um, moving on, uh, this uh, twid note uh, brought to you by Schaefer. Schaefer, the one beer to have. If you're having more than one, I had a sweet leaf uh, yesterday at Iron Hill. You ever had How a, was it? It was good. It had like a grapefruit taste to it. Was, was it an IPA? It was, yeah. You know, okay. that's, that's your right. go-to. Uh, a little high, 7.2%. But I thought it was kind of refreshing. It was it was light with that with that grapefruit hint to it, and I usually don't. They, tend they do to some it. nice things there, don't they? Yeah, they do. I I thought looking at their list, everything had some sort of fruit taste to it. If I was looking okay. at you know looking at the ingredients, so to speak. All right. Hmm. Um, yeah. So I I think I've used this term before. It's a good lunch beer. I, I, you know what? We're gonna have to start coining that phrase now. But uh, it's a good time. It's a good lunch beer. Lunch beer. Yeah. Yeah. Right. What are you okay. walking off with? All right. I got a couple things. Uh, first, um, birthday wishes to Bob Freeze. His birthday is this Saturday. Um, so, uh, congrats to him for another year. 
And the thing that I'm going to walk off with is the Super Bowl. Um, you know, um, I, I did watch. So let, let me just kind of set the scene, right? As, as everybody knows, uh, I am not a big American football fan. And um, I, I, I turned on the, the game in the last two minutes and 20 seconds of, of actual, not actual time, um, of clock time, game time, if you will, which went on for another 35 minutes. But it, it was a squirrely finish, right? Because I guess at that point, it scores 35-35. The Chiefs are threatening to, to score. And here's what happens on one play, right? Handoff to running back for the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Eagles say, just go ahead and score. We're not even going to try and tackle you. Yeah. So what does the player do? He stops at the one-yard line. Inbounds. So they have to, yeah, yeah, so they have to run another play. And then I get to watch Fat Andy, Fat Andy Reid stand on the, the, the field for 45 seconds or 40 seconds before he calls a timeout. And it was just the weirdest thing. Like, what is going on? And then, you know, then they, the, the uh, Chiefs score, um, kick a field goal, and then, you know, the, the crazy play at the end. But it was just weird if, you, if that's all the game you saw, right? I'm, I'm sure up to that point it was a great game, but it was a squirrely finish. Yeah, it was uh, – well, yeah, I mean, that's all strategy, right, keeping the clock yeah, running. Yeah, but, but, but whenever you waste time like that, it's, it's, it's like the four corners of basketball. Who wants that? Well, the Chiefs wanted it. They didn't want to leave any time on the clock. Yeah, I mean, the Eagles just going to let them score. I mean, that just it, it, that doesn't sound like competition. I don't know. Well, it, it was just weird. Yeah. It was just weird. I mean, there's strategy behind it, but and then you didn't see the the pass interference call. No, I did. That was oh, that, yes. Okay. I should have. I should have. And yeah. honestly, I, yeah, he held him, but I didn't think it was worth calling the you know a flag. It, it was right there at the line of scrimmage. It didn't happen very long. I I don't think it interfered with the play at all. I I thought it was a, a bad call. Yeah, I I mean, oh. contact like that is every play. And if, if, you, yeah, if, you, I, if you call it in the first half, then defensive backs are realizing, all right, they're calling it tight. I need to be a little more careful. But you, you call it with a minute 20 left. I mean, that's kind of tight. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. But, what, what did you think? I mean, you, you watch, you, you watch obviously, much many more games than, than me. You, you've watched the NFL for the last five or ten years. Is this something that they're calling with regularity? No. No. And the ball wasn't even catchable. The ball was yeah, ended right. up deep That's in the corner of the end zone. It, it wasn't and, even close. And, and, and I realize you got to throw the flag when you see it. You can't wait until the end of the play. But it, it's just a tough way to lose a, a Super Bowl, isn't it? Because yeah. it, it's hard to get back there. No matter how good you are, there's a lot of luck involved in any sport to get to the finals. And yeah. for for it to be decided on that kind of, yeah, is, is not, not a good thing. Yeah, they, they could have picked up the flag. They, they could have easily picked it up. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, they. Okay. I mean, they could have picked it up and, like, you know, after discussion, like, hey, that ball was twenty yards away from him. I don't. Yeah. Yeah, they they could have picked up the call. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, well, uh, you know, another year in the books. I will you tell know, you. I'll, I'll watch again next year. Uh, that watching the Super Bowl, uh, Jalen Hurts is awesome, the quarterback for the Eagles. You didn't watch it, but that that dude's he he's a really good player. He's really nice. good. Yeah. Better, better than Mahomes? No. No. Okay. No. No. He's different. Yeah. Mahomes is a freak. <laughs> That's what I keep hearing from people. He's, he's, now, his, his dad played baseball, right? Yeah. He's probably been on a Bush League roster. Yeah. Pat Mahomes. <laughs> yeah. We'll have to look that up. Yeah. Someone's probably had Pat Mahomes for the Expos or the Mets. Yeah. <laughs> what are you walking off with? I'm walking off with this uh, wiffle ball thing. Um, I think it's a good idea. I'm, I'm a little nervous at, at, you know, people who are somewhat athletic when they were younger and then they don't do a lot of stuff and then they go out and try to play something when they're in their 50s. I, I worry about Can that. Can I ask you something? Does, yeah. does your homeowners association have insurance or do we need to present medical insurance before we can play? I, I would think that would be uh, wise. Well, I'm, I'm sure everyone's insured. So, yeah, play at your own risk. Okay, there you yeah. go. Um, but I think it would be fun to play a game. So I would love it. Yeah, I would love it. And and, and I think you're going to get close to unanimous um, 
I think people would like to play. It's just a matter of finding a time that yeah. the majority could make. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So uh, I'm excited about it. We we I, I don't know who has a pitchback or even if they make them anymore. Oof. Yeah. I, I, that I, that would be tough. I couldn't tell you. Um, but I am excited about it. So I'll send some. I'll send an email out later, and uh, maybe we can talk about it at the draft, and then um, you know come up with a time like a midsummer party type thing. Excellent. Well, okay. well done by you, Chief, just by you know taking control of all this. Um, when are we on again? We are on uh, March 20th. After okay, so that will be the day after mm-hmm. – or, or two days after retention. Yep, and then after the draft. Okay. Yeah. All right, nice. Well, um, well, well done by you. Um, at the draft, just to let people know, look at your calendars um, for Monday. Um, we're taking any volunteers – post-draft that want to appear on the podcast. Um, we can take up to three people um, on Monday mornings at 9. So check your calendars. If you're interested, please let us know. And um, if it's not, that, that's fine as well. You know, the other thing we, we can do is have a midsummer in between uh, the All-Star game and the Major League trade deadline and get everybody together and start working out deals. All right. Sounds good. In the trade window. Right? Yeah. All right. Um, You got anything else for me? That's all, Chief. All right, buddy. All right. Take care. She was red hot.